0: The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In the Corner with Benny Mack. Unfiltered. People are starting to see
1: exactly who you really are, and you're a hypocrite. Uncensored. What
0: he's trying to say is suplex <laughs> And unforgiving.
1: The only reason you were
0: WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac.
1: And that's the bottom
0: line, because a great one said so.
1: Don't call it a comeback.
0: Welcome back to In The Corner, I am of course Benny Mac, episode 70 of uh, In The Corner, we've had a five month hiatus almost, it's been five months, Uh, we'll get into it a little bit as we go through the show, but joining me and uh, helping me out and joining me from across the pond, he's back uh whether it's just for one it's not a comeback as we uh playing the song there mr tyler how are you sir
1: it is fantastic to join you i'm just so ecstatic that you are back and and thank you for the invite again man it's like we never left what happened the chemistry's back
0: (laughs) well we've been talking for about i don't know how long we're talking for on skype before we went live but uh you know we've been talking a while um catching up with like you said it's like we never left as you've already said um but yeah, I don't know, some months ago, I, you know, I, I had it in my head that I was going to be doing this no more, um, I was going to do some other stuff, uh, but basically, I'll give you a very quick run, obviously, Tyler, you already know, we we already spoke about it briefly, but basically, I need, just needed to get, uh, life gets in the way, as they say, but I need to get the uh, my personal life and my, uh, my job situation locked down and sorted, so in order to be able to pay bills and stuff like that, basically, and get somewhere, you know, and just... Take a bit of time. I think I just needed the time, really. And uh, I tell you what, man, I've been watching the products, and like I said, I've, I even though I messaged Sai probably a couple of days ago, as we record this, I've actually had the itch to bring in the corner back, but I didn't know if people wanted it. I don't know if I should do it, um, but here we are. And Tyler agreed to come on <laughs> for episode seventy. How can you not, mate? You've done more apart from myself, obviously. You've done. You are the most consistent guest slash co-host. Since this show, this show went for a year, and then we had, you know, we had a bit more. Then we stopped, but we are back. Um, Right. We are going to be on SGP World Media. Um, We are going to be. It's going to be once a week going forward. I'm not sure what day that is yet. I think it's going to be a Wednesday, and we'll talk WWE basically. So, and then Tyler might make appearance here and there, like he is now. so, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, there's probably a bit more I could tell of the backstory there, but I think we'll leave it there and we'll crack on with some wrestling and get hopefully people that did actually like this show. We're back. Um, hopefully better than ever, Tyler.
1: Oh, it'll be, uh, you know, greater than ever. Not just better. And and somebody's going to have to go fickle themselves before it's hey. over. If you're going to have me on the show. <laughs> it's uh, I, I cannot believe that we have returned. It's a reunion. Uh, and we're going to talk about reunions. Speaking of day one, but it, it's amazing. I mean, you got a guy from the UK, some guy from Tennessee who, who thinks he knows it all, and it, it's it's just unbelievable, Benny. I, I don't think anybody could have booked it better. I mean, SJP World Media found their their magic tag team. I mean, we are taking <laughs> over. It, it's unbelievable.
0: I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully,
1: <laughs> uh, keep believing in yourself. We'll Come on! Yeah, I, I just put you over, man. <laughs> Come on! I'm
0: making the tag. No, nah, nah, it's gonna be good. I can't believe it's episode 70. To be honest, I know we've had a five month, almost a five month, uh, gap. Like I said at the top of the show, I didn't know if we we're gonna if I was gonna be ever doing this again. Um, just needed to get things sorted, and I feel like we're there. I feel like I'm there. Like I said, I think I think we spoke. I spoke to Sign. I think it's going to be every Wednesday, apart from this episode, which will be, I believe, will be out Friday the fifth of January, which is tomorrow for us as we're recording. Um, and it's interesting to see there is so much going on, man. I was watching Raw Day One, and I I kind of like the fact, by the way, that they um, called Raw Day One. I know it was on New Year's Day and everything, and they've got SmackDown coming up. Uh, which is New Year's Revolution, I think. So they're using old pay-per-view names to... No, you are correct. So yeah. uh, I, I'm excited. Obviously, I need to... I didn't get the clip ready. I'll have to f- try and find it as we talk. But um, obviously, there's so much going on. But I think we could go match by match if you want to for, for Raw. But I don't think we're going to do that. I mean, before we get That's into... however
1: you want to do it, baby. Yeah, man, what... I, I'm gay, man. I, I'm along for the ride. So it, it's uh, you've got creative control. I, I'm at your mercy.
0: <laughs> well... So okay, so we'll tell you what we'll do. We won't go match by match because there's so many. I don't right as an overall show. I actually really enjoyed day one. It uh, even though it's still the same length of time that we used to moan about. It's too long. Blah blah blah. The last few roars or the odd one. So I would I want to say out of the last five roars that I've watched, at least three of them haven't felt like the three hours. You know, and I've actually really enjoyed them from start to finish. So I mean, what, what about yourself? Because you know, it's been a while since we talked. Have you been enjoying the Raws and the SmackDown, the ones that you've actually watched? And I actually,
1: yeah, t- no. To your point, I actually have felt like Raws have progressed better. Uh, you know, I, I don't find myself uh, going to sleep before even a good main event. So, or, or at the top of the hour, they, they are doing so well, captivating my attention better. And it's an improvement uh, since we last talked. So, you know, I I feel like SmackDown Raw, they're they're doing better. So I'm happy to hear that I'm able to uh, put all my focus into the product and and immerse myself into these storylines. So I have to agree with you. I know we're going to disagree at times, which is all part of it and fun. But I I have to stand in agreement. And I didn't have to uh, sign my signature on a contract to agree with any, <laughs> so it, you're, it's, you're, it's
0: wonderful you're a free agent at the moment so it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah I, I'm a free agent so I, I could show up anywhere on at JP World Media so Sopal, watch out because Tyler Peters is a free agent it's
0: amazing <laughs> I mean you've been doing a few shows since I've been away you've been uh you Tyler's takedowns for a little bit um I yes
1: think- I, I have I, I appreciate the uh the advertisement yeah Tyler's takedowns where I, I I review old school wrestling and some of the modern product but uh, another one of my passions Benny is going back to the territory days and and talking some old school wrestling as they say <laughs> so yeah that that's pretty much what Tyler's Takedowns is, is all about
0: I mean I, I you know I haven't had time I'm not gonna lie I could lie and go yeah I've listened to loads I listened to your first one you did um, <laughs> I enjoyed it territory days I mean I've been a WWE fan since 2000 so territory days I'm aware of them I know some names from those days you know right. but I'm not as well schooled on it as yourself. So, uh, but it's a great show. If you're an old school fan, check it out. Oh, definitely. So, um, right. So for, I am going to quickly start with the opening of raw quickly, and then we're going to get into a lot of, we're going to book the territory. As they say, another little plug there for somebody else. Um, yeah,
1: let's do it. Hey, but, um, well, why
0: not? This show open with Nia Jackson, Becky Lynch. Now they're playing the whole, I made you Becky" punch in the face. All those, you know, was it 2018, I think, or 2017. I forgot. Yeah, now. 2018, 2018. Um, To be honest with you, Tyler, I don't know how you felt. I was in no rush to see Becky versus Nia Jax. I think it's clever of them to do it on the first show of the year. I don't think this was going to be a pay-per-view necessarily. Maybe it will. But, I I mean, we've already spoke about this briefly off air, so you already know what I'm going to say to a degree. But I was like, oh, okay, start of Raw. And I was a bit like, "Uh, okay. And I like the fact they started with a match as well, um, which, you know, I've said before in the past. But actually, Nia Jax versus Becky... Maybe it's because I wasn't expecting anything from it. it. Ended up being a really good match, and the crowd were into it.
1: Well, they were. I, I thought it was a terrific match, to your point, Benny. I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised because uh, I think Becky Lynch is the right opposition for Jax, and they, they both had chemistry, believe it or not. I, I never thought I'd say that, make that profound of a statement. It, it was remarkable to see how Becky was uh, trying to outmaneuver and not outbrawl Nia Jax, and Nia used her power, and uh, Becky had to do a lot of stuff airily to uh, combat Nia Jax. So I thought they did a nice job, not only the callback with the uh, how she became the man, thanks to Nia Jax w- nailing her with the right hand, but they also put that in this matchup. So there's a lot to dissect, but I'm just going to briefly examine it. I just I'm I'm like you. My takeaways were this actually was a shocker in, in the best possible way and what a way to open up the show. Jax may have needed that time away in that release to to improve her in ring game.
0: I think she's got some she's get yeah, she's a lot better. I don't dispute that at all. Uh, but she does need a you know, there's been a few odd little things here and there where she's I think she's made a few mistakes, has been pointed out, but if there was a little
1: awkward Yeah,
0: and if there was any, I mean, there was a few moments where maybe like a clothesline, they you could see it, like they were trying, were waiting to make eye contact. Maybe I think I saw that once in this match, but it could be. Maybe I'm thinking of another match later. But overall, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Actually, like I said, I don't know whether it's because I wasn't expecting a lot, or um, but it was a it was a good match. I, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, and then Nia Jax getting the win over Becky Lynch, which was I, if you'd have. Well, In fact, if you'd have been sat with me, Tyler, when we when this match started, like, you would have seen me go, oh, I'm not really into this match, and Becky's probably going to win anyway. Sure. What a win for Nia Jax.
1: It, it was a monumental victory for Nia Jax, and I, I think Benny too, even though a lot of people were, were surprised to see Nia go over Becky Lynch, I believe uh, Nia Jax needed a victory in this rivalry. It, it's only going to help uh, make this uh, feud even more personal and and the ways you can tell the story going forward is uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm I'm with you. I I didn't expect this to be actually a very solid matchup. That was a good way to start off your uh, Monday night program. So I I can't disagree with you. I I don't know what's happening, folks, those who are listening (laughs) in the corner, but for right now, me and Benny are actually agreeing on something. I'm sure it won't be the first and last time. I'm trying to add some humor.
0: <laughs> Forgive me. He may fire me after this, but there you go. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was. Uh, um, I just yeah, I, I'm not going to rate it or anything like that. But like I said, I wasn't necessarily. I mean, I get the story and everything in the video package before. And, I mean, I watched it. We all. Anybody that didn't, you know, obviously you didn't, but it is helpful for people that don't know the backstory because this did happen back in 2018. But... Oh, it's
1: very instrumental. I mean, I love how it ties in with the story. I mean, it's it's very fundamental uh, from a historical context to uh, to show the video footage and, and to be able to, if you're going to program Becky Lynch against Nia Jax, why not feature what propelled Becky Lynch's career and, yeah. it, and a lot of it was thanks to Nia Jack's love or not with that right hand and and why not put it in the match and Becky Lynch got busted open and and uh, from all reports, uh, Becky Lynch was fine with it because she knew, hey this is one way to uh, to also propel the, this current story between the two so I, I thought it was uh, it was done uh, you know it was well executed I guess was more of the terminology I was looking for.
0: It's good that visual at the end. Yeah, again, busted open. It wasn't necessarily, I wasn't sure if it was planned or not. To be honest with you, but by the sounds of it, it wasn't. But like you said, Becky was in, was fine with it. There was no animosity, and I like. So here's a question for you: We talk about Roman Reigns being dethroned, dethroned all the time. Obviously, we'll get into that a bit later on. Um, but is Nia Jax the person? Not necessarily right now, but is she the person to possibly become the? woman to dethrone Rhea Ripley down the line. Can you see that happening?
1: Uh, you know, get, give her more time. I think with this Becky Lynch feud, I, I don't know about it right now, but maybe down, down the road in the future. Uh, you never say never in wrestling. So who who's to say Nia Jax couldn't be the one to dethrone Rhea? But I don't know that I, I like Nia that well for her to actually take the belt off Rhea. That, that's yeah. going to take some time.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just trying to think like who because uh, the uh, obviously Rhea Ripley was in action on uh, on Raw as well. She was defending the championship against Ivy Nile, I believe I'm saying that right. Yeah, uh, she was. No, you you were saying it pr- uh, to perfection. I couldn't have said it better. And they they were given time as well, much like Nia Jackson and Becky Lynch were. They were yeah, given I mean, a lot of time in the match again. I don't know much about Ivy Nile because I didn't see her come up. You know, I didn't see NXT but um, what I've seen of her, I, you know, I don't know whether they're because they call her the pit bull, don't they? And I don't know whether there's a nod to the pit bulls, Maybe I mean you might know. I'm not aware. I was thinking while I was watching the match, she comes yeah, to the Emma, ring. With the, I, I, I
1: know they called her
0: that. Yeah, I just wanted because she come wearing the chains. They call her the pit bull. I wondered if it was a there's some sort of link there. I'm not aware of you know in terms of. Um, you know, is it, is it a little nod to the pit I didn't know if that was uh, necessarily the case. Yeah, Maybe.
1: But... Yeah, I mean, that that's a good observation. I mean, you never know. It might be the conclusion. It could be some kind of a uh, correlation there. Uh, but you know, that matchup impressed me what, uh, Avi Nall could do against Rhea Ripley. Uh, those two, uh, really tore the house down. That was another great match.
0: Rhea, Rhea Ripley is untouchable. And I, I just, I don't know what 2024 holds for her, but, uh, it's hard to see her not being a star that she is at the moment, you know? So what's going to happen next? I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know either. Uh, Rhea Ripley is the star. Like you're saying,
1: Michael Cole, I, I love how he says, if you define what a star looks like and should be, it's Rhea Ripley. And, it's, yeah. and I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, Ivy Now, what I liked about the matchup too, uh, Benny is, you know, Avi Now got her moments to, to overpower Rhea, and Rhea's normally the eradicator, the one you would think that would use her strength, but I liked how they kind of turned it around for this matchup, and you had Ivy now who was uh, outsized and, and definitely at a high disadvantage, but hey, listen, she was like, you were saying, that pit bull moniker, and she was also that underdog, and she used the German suplex on the outside floor, I, I thought it was... Just very incredible, especially I loved, uh, Rhea Ripley. I'm, so I, I liked uh, what they were trying to portray between the two, and and sometimes you need that even against somebody as dominant and as as assured, meaning confident as Rhea Ripley.
0: I love the fact that you brought up the German suplex because. Rhea's, I don't know if you saw it. Rhea's, they actually had to blank Rhea Ripley out because she went oh, as she was being German suplex on the oh, outside, it was brilliant. I loved it. I I actually <laughs> rewound it. I was like that was brilliant. um And again, there's a lot of you know. I I tell I tell you what, and I and I don't want to be the only. I like the idea of Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark teaming, but the ta- women's tag team match didn't do anything for me um zoe stark and natalia and uh, sorry not uh, natalia and tegan knox i apologize uh but i mean it was it was a that that felt more like it was a match and it was just there it didn't in you know compared to like a nia jacks becky and a Rhea in ivy nile i feel like the there tag team no match substance. it just it just didn't do anything for me there was nothing i i need to have a little bit of a even if it's a, an altercation. I know they had an altercation backstage before Christmas, didn't they? And they were going to have a match or something. But I believe so. It just felt really just cheesy. But it's an opportunity for them to get in the ring and wrestle. And I think Shayna Baszler is underrated in WWE. I think I think she is. She, I loved her work in NXT. I've said it before on the show. I loved her work in NXT, NXT Women's Champion. The, the stomp on the elbow and stuff that she was doing. Zoe Stark um, and Shayna, I think, could be really good if, you know, We've got the women's tag team titles, obviously they've uh, recently changed hands, but the actual match itself didn't really, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to rate it. The match was good. It did what it needed to do. It filled that little space between, I think it was this, this was just before the World Heavyweight Championship match, if I remember rightly.
1: It was. And that, that's why it was short, I think, because yeah, the ads, of course. Uh, Drew and south and they were going to give it time and, uh, you know, there wasn't much to to really review about the match. I mean, taking nothing away from the competitors. But I, I'm with you. I think you brought up one positive point that Shayna and Zoe could be a team that I, I think you want to eventually be your women's tag team champions because I believe their styles really mesh well together. And I'm with you. When Shayna Baszler does something, there's meaning behind it. I mean, when she stomps yeah. at elbow, it's like with Pete Dunne with the fingers, that joint manipulation just looks painful, and I, I cringe every time. So it's—I uh, I love that you brought that up about her, uh, the way she's able to uh, take apart her opponent's uh, limbs. I mean, she's comes from that background, and uh, Billy Robinson. I mean, talk about some UK connections. <laughs> that, that's how Billy Robinson would do you. I mean, yeah, if I'm you on. look back at some of the old school wrestling, he would—he would pick a body part, and and you better just uh, hope you could survive.
0: I mean, it, yeah, it, like I said, I don't want to take it away from the women in the tag match, but it was what it was. But I think there's promise there, like I've already said with Zoe and uh, Shayna. Like I said, Shayna for me is very underrated. Um, give it time. We've seen a lot of things progress fairly, fairly well, really well, actually, Wake in up. cases with Triple H at the helm and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm, I, I, you know, 2023, they've, you know, I think, I don't know if you saw Triple H's tweet. Uh, but they, you know, boasting about all the records they broke last year—the bit, the best year ever for for WWE um, in I terms think of I, sales. I did see his tweet.
1: It's, uh, yeah. you know, Triple H. Uh, I can't say enough uh, great things about what he's been able to do. I, I believe we talked about this off air, Benny. Uh, and I wanted to ask you a question: Do you think uh, we're seeing Triple H finally settle in to uh, being more of this creator, for and with his team being able to? facilitate their ideas. And I mean, I know 2023 and even 2022 gave us a lot of great moments. But do you think he's finally starting to uh, exercise a, a lot of what he's wanting to do? And, and I mean, even whether it's finishing stories, going to another chapter in those stories. I mean, give me some of your thoughts, because I'd be very interested to uh, for you to share your perspective on uh, the matter uh, concerning Triple H.
0: In terms of Triple H's, I think, let's face it, during that 2023, there was a lot of a lot of things were left in the air. Was the company being sold? Was it not being sold? Um, was Vince going to sell the company and then essentially angle himself back into creative, which I think he tried to do? I mean, I, again, I've got no way of verifying this, obviously. Um, so there was a period in 2023 where, yes, the show was going on, and I think Triple H was probably in charge and i think now i feels like he's very fully in charge of creative now um whether he's taken any pointers from vince i have no idea but if we rewind back a fair few years let's look at what triple h, well, Now we knew we knew a hundred percent that triple h was in control of nxt during the black and gold era before the 2.0 you know we have guys like adam cole coming in and ricochet and there's so many other names that i could mention during that era The NXT product was better than the main roster stuff, wasn't it? Let's face it. I think everybody can agree with that to a degree. Um, So, yeah, you you
1: can't actually debate it because you had so many stars. You see them in AEW now and WWE and now look at the main roster. I mean, a lot of people would make the argument that no disrespect to even the established stars on Raw or SmackDown, but NXT, the black and gold brand. And we're starting to see maybe a genesis of what Triple H was doing under Shawn Michaels now with 2.0. And now they've got away from it. And we're starting to see, uh, you know, a, a lot of the talents that uh, cross over to the main roster now, like Carmelo Hayes, you're starting to see people that you could see with Triple H on the, even the black and gold brand be successful uh, under his vision, because uh, that, that's how much I think he admires Shawn and having him uh, take over the position in NXT. But you're you're so on the money. I mean, there, a lot of people were just discussing NXT. It was, uh, they were like, this is our wrestling. I, yeah. you know, if we want to get away from sports entertainment, nothing against, uh, how you view sports entertainment, but this was our our kind of wrestling.
0: NXT back then was the essentially a parody of the Indies, and it worked. Um, I love this. the show was an hour long, the general show, then the NXT, the takeovers. I can guarantee, nine times out of ten, the takeovers were absolutely amazing. Even if they were the small full-sale ones, like NXT Arrival and Revolution and stuff like that, even those shows felt big, even though it was still in full-sale and stuff. And when it went on the road in the Barclays Centre and all that kind of stuff, absolutely amazing. So what I mean by that, by by looking back, we can see now with Triple H at the helm, we can see things that I've seen in NXT and they're not playing out exactly the same way, Tyler. Obviously, but like you can just see that there's stuff there. This stuff at the moment, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm very excited to see what happens on SmackDown. Caring Cross has been floundering for probably about six months. Um, oh, he has. And I like his character, uh, but they, it's almost like a let's do this, but then he seems to lose, and it's almost like Bray Wyatt again. You know, you know, RIP. But um, I will always say, by the way, I've always said this on every show I've ever been on. Bray Wyatt should have beaten John Cena at WrestleMania 30, but that's a different podcast in itself. But I uh, forgot what I was saying. Uh, yeah, so no the 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 promo package that was run with Caring Cross talking about the stuff he was talking about, and that little flicker—I don't know if you saw it, but it's clearly for me a hundred percent. I will bet you ten British pounds, Tyler. The AOP and Paul Elring will be making a return at some point and joining Karen's classes. Mate, if that is not AOP, I don't know who it is, but that's definitely Paul Elring in, the, in the middle.
1: <laughs> I want a DNA test. It's got to be I, loved Ellering AOP. And, uh, I AOP. And Paul Ellering. come on. He he led the Road Warriors. The, the yes, guys, yeah, the legend. exactly. And he, you know, I, I love his work. I love how he reinvents himself with AOP. He's got these two big guys and... And I, I loved what they did before on the main roster, but now with Triple H in control, nothing against Vince. I just, Triple H has a relationship with a lot of these people. And yeah. and you're even hearing Undertaker and Kane remark about how WWE's in great hands with Triple, Triple H, part of me, because he learned under Vince. He, he took the, the best stuff from Vince, but he also gave his own vision. He learned from the yeah. legends, the guys from other promotions, not just WWE, and he's able to implement his system. And I, I love how Caring Cross and Scarlett have this dark group because it's hopefully going to re-energize Caring Cross. Hopefully, to your point, yeah. he's been floundering. He needs something, and the guy's talented. And with Scarlett, that's something NXT had though back when it was before they they changed black and gold brand. To your point, Caring Cross, Adam Cole, that pro- program, uh, Keith Lee, and Caring Cross. There was a lot of great rivalries, and that's kind of the Caring Cross. We want to see nothing wrong with changing his look, evolving even, but we miss what we had in NXT. I mean, you you want to see that flourish on the main roster.
0: Yeah, and I think there was a disconnect there for me personally. I don't know if anybody else feels like this. Obviously, you can uh, let us know any of your thoughts at In The Corner WWE on X. I keep wanting to say Twitter, but you know what I mean.
1: I um, want to say Twitter too. All this
0: X stuff is confusing me. <laughs> but whenever I was, I could, I could never understand why someone like a, um, like, a, like AOP then AOP will take them. Cause I, I feel like that, that is a hundred percent them. Like I said, 10 British pounds on it, Tyler, if it isn't, I will, I don't know what that equates to in dollars, but we'll, we'll sort it out. Um, but uh, we, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but there was always—I don't know what it was—and I never understood when AOP they they obviously maybe Paul Oiring didn't want to travel as much. I have no idea. Maybe he was needed an NXT. I have no idea. But they shunned obviously Paul Oiring, didn't they? When they came to the main roster, they kind of left him behind essentially. But whenever any talent came up from the not all of them, because guys like Seth Rollins and. Roman obviously did really well, but then maybe they came up at a different time. I don't know because they came back. I think they came up about around 2014, 2013, something like that. 2014. I don't no, think so. On. No, anyway, because no, they, right. came, they came and helped Punk, didn't they? So maybe 2013. Um, but um, my point is, obviously, Triple H had a vision for his people down in NXT when it comes to the main roster. We're blaming Vince. There's other people around Vince as well they didn't see it's
1: not all Vince. it's it's his team too you gotta look at all all the factors
0: maybe they didn't see what triple h saw i don't know because some people worked and some people didn't um which is a shame and i'm hoping but you can just tell because there's we're gonna get into rumors. we gotta we've got to talk about this other thing we'll talk a bit more about rumors and other people there's i feel there was going to be a lot of people familiar faces coming back to wwe whether they're coming back from impact whether they're coming from aew whether they're coming from new Japan. That Triple H helped during those NXT days when he was fully. This is your baby. This is your show. So, and I think a lot of them respect Triple H. They respect his opinion. They respect the way they treat. He treated them while he was the, the boss at NXT. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff with Vince that uh, didn't come out, but did come out. And yeah, so I, at the moment, man, I, I feel like WWE even. And I'm not just saying it because they they are clearly the more richer company, but the product is pretty much almost untouchable to a degree. I'm not saying it's perfect, but if we just say WWE bubble, this is the best WWE's been. I'm not going to say since the Attitude Era because I don't think you'll ever beat the Attitude Era, but this definitely it's beats. Hard to compare. Yeah, exactly. It's a different time as well, but like it definitely beats those sort of uh, 2009 up into about 2012 ish sort of here. there were some good bits in there don't get me wrong but it's hard not to watch the product at the moment at least for myself
1: yeah, everything's flowing it's working is what you're saying there there's a uh, momentum there's like there there's something that that's in the air they're they're doing everything correctly it seems or at least close to where it's enough that everybody is engaged in it again they're they're actually even immersed i know that sounds a little dramatic but true with not only the returns of people that have that have came back part of me and, you know, like CM Punk and, and so many others that we just saw fresh off AEW that, Hey, we, we didn't think was going to come back to WWE due due to the animosity, but just goes to show you that that's a lot due to the internet speculation the where these old relationships can't be repaired. Even Vince would do that with a lot of talent that then always leave on the best terms. A, A lot of wrestling companies would follow suit. So why should it be, uh, so much of a surprise that Triple H would not uh, go down a similar route and uh, and bring back CM Punk, knowing their history. I, I think it was it was fun. That's why we see the pitchers backstage or even it teased in the promos that, you know, I, I was never coming back or however they could word it to fit it into a storyline. I think that's what, what makes it so
0: compelling when we're
1: watching uh, wrestling.
0: Well, regarding CM Punk quickly, um, and I'm, we're, we're going to be talking about this guy, for a while definitely leading up the I next couple to- of months so we <laughs> haven't forgot CM Punk don't worry about that but it was a conversation I was having with a friend uh, a couple of weeks ago and we both kind of come to the same conclusion now we have no Id- no way of knowing if this is true we don't know what's been said to Punk we don't know who facilitated that conversation we're assuming Triple H and Nick Khan we have no idea but we were like do you think CM Punk would have come because it- I-, I understand there was an offer on the table from Impact Wrestling And fair play to him for putting us, you know, to give it a go and try and get him. Why wouldn't you? But do you think, Tyler? Now, again, I'll tell you my answer in a bit Well, I'll tell you now. Basically, we were talking and we were like, do you think... I said to him, do you think CM Punk would have come back if Vince McMahon was still in charge? And my answer was no. So do you think CM Punk would have come back if Vince was still in charge? I mean, that's easy for me to say, obviously, but...
1: I think it, he would have came back because of Triple H being there, maybe, and Nick Khan too. I think let's not forget about Nick Khan's importance because I, I think I was as shocked as anybody because I was one of those people thinking, there's no way Punk's coming back, even though it, it sounds good. you know. And, and of course, they, they proved this wrong. He did. But before all of this and the whole backstage stuff with AEW, I, I thought, and even how Punk left WWE, I thought there, there's just no way. I, there, there was a lot of doubt. I have to be honest uh, regarding the Punk situation, but this is wrestling, and, and you you never know what to expect sometimes. But I think, I think it changed because of Triple H and Nick Khan, and now with them taking more of the reins, evidently. But I think it could have still. Managed to work out even with Vince at the helm, as long as you had Triple H and Nick Con and certain executives around Vince. Because I think even with Vince, if he knows you can be a money maker and you can contribute, and there's uh, some fresh ideas and creative, he he's a businessman. I mean, he's he's still got that promoter in him. He's that visionary. He he's gonna he's gonna play ball with you. Yeah. But he probably wanted to see if Punk could prove himself. And Punk, I believe has to prove himself, and that's what he's doing now, because I, I believe they they still were being a little cautious with him, but they're like, hey, this is a land of opportunity. He just came off the, you know, AWTV. He's been here. We got Cody back. This is opening up some, some other avenues of not only revenue, merchandising, what we can do with premium live events or television shows or house shows. And what what we could do going forward for a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble, so I, I think it was endless when, when they got to thinking. Nick Khan was actually very complimentary of CM Punk, uh, and I think that's what helped. Nick Khan. I think we we tend to forget how important of a the piece of the puzzle that Nick Khan is in all this with the merger, and I think even Dana White being complimentary, even though he didn't do as good with UFC, but he he still Dana White even was praising CM Punk. So that that goes to tell you something. Uh, that maybe that should have took some of my uh, my uh, previous thoughts about hey we're we're never going to see CM Puck return to WWE that that should have maybe changed that altered it somewhat I, I don't know but it's it's very interesting but hey I'm I'm glad he's back
0: I mean I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I went yeah I knew he's coming back because I didn't as the night went on with War Games it felt like this could happen but that's probably just hope in myself but. I've always wanted CM Punk to come back to WWE. I, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's his home. You know, it is a little bit cheesy. bit mis- It's a bit weird with that first promo where he said, I'm home and stuff. This is nice. The fans loved it. But then when the camera panned and you could still hear Punk and he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Kind of mixed signals there. But either way, I've always wanted to see and him punk was to kind come of a, back. It
1: was kind of a, a little shot too, to the the Young Bucks and some of the AEW talent, I believe. Even though he couldn't publicly say it with the, the lawsuits and stuff, I think some people took it, took it that way. Hey, listen, you may not can say anything. We're not going to play that game with them. And no disrespect to even AEW, but hey, why don't you just punk and do something subtle where he's like, like you're saying, I'm not here to make friends. Listen, I'm here to make money and be a star.
0: Yeah. I we' we we're we're, we're gonna be talking about CM Punk in the weeks uh, weeks to come definitely. Oh, there'll, there'll be uh, there's so, much so much to, to talk we'll about Punk. Um but we've got to get to it, we've gotta to get to it, man. I'm gonna play a little clip here. Now um I don't know if you oh, can boy. hear I don't know if you can hear at your end, so just bear with mate. All but right. But we're gonna play the clip of the rock and we're we're not gonna play the whole thing, but um, we'll talk about the whole promo in this WWE and Jinder hall and all that in a second. But the biggest thing's come out of this was uh, towards the end of it, mate, which you're gonna know what it is, but um, as I'm sure most well, people will. Uh, when he starts talking about when The Rock goes out to get something to eat, where should he go? So I'm going to play that clip for the people that may have not seen it.
1: The Rock goes out to get something to eat tonight in San Diego. Should The Rock sit in a booth? Yeah, I'm ready. Or should The Rock sit at the bar?
0: <laughs> yeah, The Rock loves a bar too. Or should The Rock sit at the head of the table? Rock with that line, should The Rock sit at the head of the table? This is not Pat McAfee's show. This is not him saying it on social media. This is Rock calling out Roman without really calling him out. But that line, <laughs> sitting at the head of the table, man. Um what a moment! And I was like, "Oh my!" Because do you know what? When he said, "Should I God, sit in a huge. booth?" When he said, "I sit in a booth," do you know what? I didn't really pick up on what where he was going with it, to be honest. And then when he said the bar I went, "Hang on a minute," <laughs> where's he going with this? Should the rock sit? Yeah, at, the at head first, of the first he's just
1: like, "I'm gonna, I'm getting hungry. I'm that's gonna it. go out." I'm paraphrasing, of course, and, and exactly. And who who would have expected? And then that's when everybody, like, "Oh, he he went there," you know.
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, let's. I'm not gonna go. Over the whole thing, I uh, and I don't mean to do, be disrespectful to anybody. The Rock is the Rock. He, we had Jinder Mahal, they said a former WWE champion. I, I, I don't know whether you knew, but I kind of felt like we're gonna have a swerve here, we're gonna have somebody come out that is a former WWE champion that isn't necessarily as popular at the moment for whatever reason. It's Jinder Mahal, and that's fine. Um, I didn't really like the fact that he played the whole when you run down the USA and all that kind of stuff, but I get it, you know. But Rock didn't really need that. You could have just, he could have literally just um, t- taken the nick out of people in the arena. The Rock's are people's champion. He didn't have to go. Na- he didn't yeah. have to go national, you know. And but you know, I get it. It's it is what it is. Um, it went on a tad long for me that bit, but it was made up with obviously we get the, the usual. Rock does his thing his shtick, as and they the insults. say, the insults. And it's always good. I'm not, I'm never not going to like seeing the rock in a W ring. It's like Steve Austin, when he comes out, you know, when that's the bottom line, do you know what I mean? It's never going to get old. I love seeing it when they get moments like this. It's just
1: vintage. I mean, it's a classic uh, part of our, our fandom. So, I mean, of, of course. course, every, you know, I, I'm like the people in the arenas. I'm, I'm standing up on my feet. I, I'm like a kid
0: again. It, yeah, I agree. The like I said, the other bits I could have it could have been a bit shorter, but it is what it is. Um, but the fact that he's mentioned, or should the Rock sit at the head of the table? If you've not been following the whole Roman Reigns stuff, and no, you know that line may be lost on you, but for us people that have watched it, just very quickly. If if you are listening to the show, I'm assuming you're a wrestling fan, it, or you might be new to it. But the Rock is, you know, it's the Annoy family and everything. And they're all related and blah blah blah, blah cousins, etc. Roman's going around. He's the longest reigning champion in decades. Um, I think is it is it SummerSlam this year? Title or is it next year? Where he would technically beat Hogan's run.
1: I'm not real sure. I, I don't know if it's this year or next year. But he, he's he's getting closer. He's, to getting, he's about record. 300
0: plus days. So it must be next year, I guess. So, but um, probably. But obviously, Roman's going around saying, "You know, I'm ahead of the table." But it poses the question. Now, I have no issue seeing rock versus roman if it happens at mania it happens at mania if it's for the title it's for the title but roman should go over but where does that leave cody in terms of his story we had the now me and you on this show you can go back in the archive ladies and gents me and you on this show said last year at wrestlemania 39 roman's gonna win we were umming and ahhing, but we basically came to the conclusion. Yeah, I was that... in
1: favor of it, actually.
0: Yeah, exactly, because Cody hadn't been back long, and there's more to be. But <sighs> Right, so there's several ways you could go. If We have Randy Orton, obviously. Now, there's a lot of speculation that Randy could beat Roman at Royal Rumble. I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, technically, Randy isn't even booked yet because they have to do a triple threat match on SmackDown with AJ Styles, LA Knights, and Randy. Now, right. they could also do a fatal four-way here to be honest, we could have some interference and then, you know, Aldus is just like, who's the G- GM of SmackDown, could be like, do you know what, since you screwed this, the, these guys out, not that you can really do a DQ because it's a triple threat match, but there could be a way this ends up being a fatal four is what I'm getting at. Are, are, are you, like, would you be, like, so a lot of fans I've seen online are saying they would like to see, they want to see Randy versus Cody at some point, but if Randy beats Roman... Nothing against Randy versus Cody. Basically what I'm asking, Tyler, would you rather see at WrestleMania Cody versus Roman, Cody versus Randy, um, and then if Cody does face Randy, does, should it be for the title? I don't think it should be, personally. But then do you want to see Rock? Because Rock in Roman could be done without the title, I feel. Head of the table, the family stuff, you could go that way. It's, it's a lot to unpack here, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot harder than when uh, even people are speculating uh, to where WWE can go uh, with this. And they could even change course, uh, actually, even though the, a lot of times they have a plan going into WrestleMania and for a Royal Rumble and an Elimination Chamber, I've heard, maybe doing Rock Roman there. But I, I don't see it. I, I think you got to have that match at WrestleMania. I, I, unfortunately, it didn't happen in L.A., but I, I understand why you need to Cody versus uh, Roman at that WrestleMania. It hey, happened in Philadelphia then. But everybody's won that match. I, I don't think it needs a title. But regardless, I, I think just the, that it's been the dream match. I mean, and where Cody fits in, I, I have to think about that because it's so hard. I, I, I would love a Cody versus Randy match. That, that would uh, you know, be great. But I, I do feel like Cody's still got that unfinished business with Roman yes. Reigns and the bloodline. But, but so does Randy Orton. So does AJ Styles and LA Knight. And that's why it's going to be interesting what happens after a SmackDown uh, on Friday and Royal rumble and, and where it really is going to start leading. And then you, you factor in the rock and, and CM Punk, what if he wins a rumble? It's he, I, I guess he would go after Seth, but you know, what if the twists and turns there of who he chooses uh, and everything. And, you know, there, there's just so many great possibilities and, and that's what makes yeah. it so much more complex when you're trying to even mm-hmm. fantasy book it. Because, I, you know, if it's a two-night WrestleMania, I, I'm kind of just going by just a general idea. Maybe, you know, Cody and Roman could still be in a main event, and you could still do Rock and Roman. Maybe, like you're saying, if Cody did actually dethrone Roman, they decided, hey, actually, we're going to take the belt off Roman and, and do it that way. Like, to your point, Roman and uh, Rock and still main event the, the next night or be one of the main events. And uh, so so it's it's very tough because I I don't know what they're going to do with AJ. I don't know if it's going to end up being AJ feuding with LA Knight. And then that's how you get Orton maybe versus uh, somebody else, whether that's Cody or whoever. I think we are going to get more Punk versus Seth. And that's going to lead to more of a, that should be a WrestleMania matchup. I, I don't think Punk and, and Roman need to happen right now. That'll be definitely in the future. Uh, and, all, you know, so I, I'm at a conundrum here. I guess it, it's uh, that's a great question. It's hard for me to even come up with an answer because I'm like you. I, I like a lot of what you're laying out. A, a lot of the people online, I, you know, I'm not knocking them. I, I think they're making some sense. Not that we have the answers. Obviously, we don't. It, it'll be very interesting to see how WWE has done this. I, I'm sure they've already had a plan in in place. But now that you've got The Rock returning, you've got all these moving parts, and uh, due to what happens at Rumble and, and SmackDown, that, that's gonna dictate a lot. So I'm just I'm I'm just happy to be a fan. I, I don't know. I, I think I, I like Rock and Roman even without a title, but even if you it's still for the undisputed championship. Uh, you know, as long as Roman's going over, I think we can agree that Rock doesn't have to win the match. Just just yeah. having Rock versus Roman and, and Heyman and and Rock's corner of the bloodline and That's going to make it appealing in itself due to the the real-life family connection and the history.
0: I think the one match we can probably assume that's going to be at Mania is, I would assume on the first night, would probably be the main event. I'm going to say CM Punk versus Seth has to be. I want to see that um, relatively soon.
1: I I do too, because there's some real uh, animosity, uh, evidently, and I love how that can play into, into rivalries
0: as long as they can both be professional, which I think they can in the ring, they, those two could have an absolute... I mean, Seth Rollins could have a... I think both guys could have brilliant matches with pretty much anybody, Seth Rollins especially. I um, so think I'd, Rollins could wrestle a broom and make it entertaining. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's that good. I mean, seriously, he he's really could put it together. If Cody is not going to beat Roman for the title of WrestleMania this year, I don't want to see Cody versus Roman again because... If he if he doesn't beat Roman for the second year running, I think the shine will be off. We want to see it. I want I want I want Cody to beat Roman. That's my guy. That's the guy I want who I think should beat Roman at the moment. But then there's a load of there's a load of new faces coming into it. CM Punk's back. Obviously, uh, Randy Orton's back, which I was amazing to see him come back at War Games and stuff like that. But also the Cody versus Randy without a title still works because there's history there. So maybe yeah, it's
1: enticing, exactly. Yeah. I-, I
0: love that you brought up the history. So, I mean, let's say let's let's just play devil's advocate here. Let's say let's assume Randy's going to win the triple threat on Friday on SmackDown, which I think we're all assuming. Now, it might be a fatal four-way. I don't know, but let's say the match plays out, Solo gets involved, Jimmy gets involved, um, Cody maybe comes out to try and help Randy and inadvertently cost Randy the title. That then gives us the reasons for then. Cody and Randy to be at each other's throats even though Randy is on SmackDown and Cody's on Raw that can still play out fairly well. Rock versus it creates Roman it's an issue. Yeah, Rock versus Roman again, as long as Rock doesn't win the title I'm happy with that because you could Rock could lose the next 20 matches he ever has. He's the Rock. It doesn't it's not going to affect it. It will do more for Roman. I know he only defended the title, what, 11 times, twenty twenty three. but if you're going to do it Now again, it can also be done without the title. We both said that already, but Mm -hmm. I think if we have when Roman eventually loses the title, I believe Roman will try and like boss Solo and Jimmy around if Jimmy's still even in the fold at that point. And Solo won't. Hang on a minute, you're not the champion anymore, so you you know less. So you can make so because you know you can make Solo the next sort of tribal chief if they want to go that way. But I think realistically. I think Seth versus um, CM Punk. I don't think anybody would turn that match down. Unless, unless no, if you I, I think if, you, if, be, if Cody, everybody wants. Yeah, if Cody's not going to beat Roman, I don't want to see him lose again at Mania to Roman. He could lose to Randy, but when he finally, because at the moment technically, and now we've got two GMs, which we talked about for, at length, didn't we, last year about having actual no, GMs dude. to run the show, and I'm so glad they've done that now. We could have a moment where Cody doesn't go anywhere near Roman now, until. And um, whether whether Roman goes on till next summer slam. I have no idea. With the title, we have no idea what it could be. End it could end in January, couldn't it? It could end this January at Rumble. Fall, mean, who you knows? Know? Yeah, exactly. and Roman
1: could hold on to it for another year or more. I mean, we we don't ever know. I mean, where this is going to go, it just makes it exciting to yeah. see who can be the person actually, or who they choose to. Uh, Dethroned is what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
0: Roman Reigns. But let's let's just assume Roman's going to keep the title till next year. Don't keep Cody away from him. If he if Cody's going to be the guy to beat him, he can come. You know, I wasn't sure about the Shinsuke Nakamura Cody um, at first. Not that I dislike Shinsuke Nakamura, but actually the story that's been playing out and on, on this past Monday's on on day one on Raw was actually really good, and I'm actually getting more into the idea of Shinsuke versus Cody a bit more. Um, so. Yeah, it it
1: keeps you more invested. The, the more they're they're giving time with the story, I think that's the key. Benny is they're they're allowing Shinsuke to, to kind of show off this this different side to his character, and and Cody is is shown as being frustrated that he can't get past him, and and that's what's making this uh, appealing. Uh, yeah,
0: well, I, I think as yeah as I was saying, just literally keep. Um... Cody, if Cody's not going to win, I don't think we need to have two years in a row Cody versus Roman. If Cody is not going to win, now, admittedly, you need to make sure you've got opponents lined up for Cody. But I think, like I said, if Roman is if if Roman is going to keep the title to beat Hogan's record, which I believe is next year, then keep Cody away from Roman until you are ready to. I mean, you could advertise it a little bit, I guess, but maybe roman gets drafted to raw maybe cody gets drafted to smackdown which is probably more likely and we have a bit of a switcheroo with the draft and then oh hello roman i'm back and i'm coming for you like run you you know what i mean so
1: yeah yeah i mean you could you could work it with a draft too there's there's a lot of directions they could go and i i would be fine with it and it would make it seem even more special or not seem it would be uh, more special if they kept cody and, and roman away maybe even this year uh, but it remains to be seen. And Elimination Chamber, let's not forget, that's going to play a role. I mean, I'm, yes, I'm interested yeah. to see uh, how that's going to be because that—that's the the, uh, the premium live event before WrestleMania.
0: Logically speaking, Rock versus Roman for the money, it's going to be WrestleMania, surely, right? It's not going to be Elimination Chamber.
1: I, I would I would hope it would be WrestleMania. Not that there's anything wrong with doing it on a, another premium live event, but this has been the match of the ages, and everybody, due to the family connection, but just these two guys have Roman's your star of today, and Rock's been your star f- for the other era. But I mean, they're they're still both just mega stars, and especially The Rock, even with all due respect to Roman, due to Hollywood and. And the WWE and and now, and uh, even though Roman has been in the movie with the rock and he'll probably do films, I'm sure maybe. And uh, I mean, just uh, there's just a lot of background there uh, between all the the relatives and and the history and, and Roman being the head of the table. Maybe it's rock that wants to be head of the table or he chooses a new head of the table maybe it's not Roman there, there's a lot of little intricacies you you could uh see happening and, and what's Heyman's role I mean there there's just so much to to
0: dissect really I don't think this would happen but imagine Rock gets in the ring and say Cody's in there or somebody who's currently going after Roman and everybody thinks Rock's going for Roman but actually Rock sticks up for his cousin and acknowledges his cousin is the tribal chief not that I think they would do that, but what a boom moment that would be! It would be huge. <laughs> it yeah. would be huge if, if
1: the Rock actually said, "I acknowledge you." Maybe, maybe it takes a defeat instead of revenge. Rock actually gets in the yes, ring. Yeah. I mean, hey, who knows? Anything's possible.
0: Oh, I'll ask you I this I mean, it,
1: it seems far fetched at times, but hey, we we've seen some of this happen, and it's not based on our opinions or, or ideas we've had. But it's just you—you kind of see certain things come to fruition that you didn't yes, think yeah. well, would
0: happen normally up until so, right what three months before survivor series or maybe more none of us really knew that cm punk was coming back to wwe and now he's back after oh, no. t- an, an earlier decade so anything can happen they used to say it all the time anything can happen in the wwf or wwe so you never know um i mean which, which would you want to see Do, would you rather see rock roman or would you rather see Cody Roman?
1: No offense to Cody. I, I think now that The
0: Rock is back, I want to see Rock and Roman. That's just me. The fact that he said the line, or should I sit at the head of the table, they've got something planned, haven't they? We're assuming mainly right. I this mean, year. They,
1: they've got something uh, planned. I mean, got to. I, we're, mean, I uh, mean, we're all, for we're, The we're, Rock we're, to even show up. And yeah. There's something about college game day or if he's going to be somewhere close by. I guess we we should be tipped off the Rock's going to show up because that happened on SmackDown with McAfee. They were,
0: I think, yeah, for a Colorado
1: did, yeah. game because Deion Sanders and the Rock was on the sideline. I know we're talking about wrestling, but it actually makes sense. And and WWE's like, hey, you're nearby. Hey, you just show up. Hey, we we need the big reaction, the rating, and you're the Rock. So come on. It, it's Absolutely, almost like there's yeah. a correlation with the football.
0: <laughs> yeah, really I never put is. that. I never put that together. But actually, you're right there, mate. <laughs> so yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's like, hey, we were in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl because you got the college football playoff happening over here, and it's like, hey, San Diego's down the road, hey, Rock, there you go, and hey, w- what have you? And he, he kind of teased, I guess, saying that, you know, before there was a plan that was supposed to happen in LA, and he's still talking about it. So, I think the rocks the the more they've been in talks, Triple H and Nick Conn and even Vince at a period. I think you know he he still wants that at least that one last match and and why not against Roman, uh, to give back to Roman and for for Roman to further establish him as the tribal chief. That that's why I'm saying I think Roman's got to go over the Rock.
0: Yeah, I mean, assuming it is Cody that beats Roman, whoever beats Roman, whether Roman faces the Rock or not, the fact that what he's achieved, the person that beats Roman is going to be almost like a made a made superstar. Potentially, as long as they do it right, you know. Um, Yeah. I mean,
1: they're going to be a a made uh, made man for sure. I mean, I I, I think you're onto something. I I think it just keeps making Roman Reigns special. He gets wins over Cena, uh, The Rock, all these past superstars from the different eras. And it just just makes him, uh, just his stock keeps rising. I mean, as a champion, as a, a, a star himself, so.
0: Well, Cody beating uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam—the trilogy of matches they had was really good the past year. So um, I, I
1: enjoy the trilogy, yeah, and it it showed you, hey, that Brock uh, wanted to work with Cody because Brock's not always one to work with everybody. So they uh, that that sh- told you uh, so much uh, that business that uh, Brock and Cody did.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I love the. Uh, in the last match, the, the, the promo, you know, the music they use, it was brilliant. So I love the whole thing. Um, the handshake, oh, the, I mean, the, the, the hand way handshake they can the
1: relay the, the story and the video packages. Uh, I mean, no, nobody does it better. And I'm not just saying that to be tribalistic. I mean, it's just something WWE has always done well.
0: Yeah. hundred uh, percent. I've dived. I think that's why I've struggled to watch any other promotion really, because the presentation is the wrestling might be good. I don't dispute any of the wrestling matches in AEW. You know, I'm not saying the wrestling's bad or anything, or even Impact or anywhere else. It's just the presentation is. I started with WWF, you know, so, it's, and I even tried to so watch. You,
1: you got spoiled. I mean, let's. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you, you got exposed to, uh, to a company that's the machine for a reason. I mean, their production values are second to none. There's the infrastructure that I hear uh, credit a lot of podcast people that were, in the WWE like JR and stuff talk about how Vince. That, that's one thing about his company, man. He he had infrastructure, and that's something that as much as I like WCW back in the day and, and even called a little ECW or and some of the NWA as much as I love the territories, that was something that Vince, once he went national and eventually international, he always was one step ahead with the production values, and, and that's what set him apart. So, I mean, no wonder people that would watch it would go, hey, you know we appreciate the alternatives but we we still like what they're they're giving us in WWE
0: they they are like little mini movie trailers aren't they they're, they're brilliant i mean i think I mean that they they really are it's kind of like
1: a, a you know something you can see in hollywood i mean they they do uh, very well with uh, the way their production uh, process goes
0: yeah uh, well Wrestling's about moments, isn't it? So, so you don't necessarily remember a match like move for move and what happened exactly, but you remember the moments and what helps with those and moments. The it, yeah, and what happens with the moments is like you know, to this day, one of my favorites, and I'm sure most people are going to be, yeah, that's one of my favorites as well. Is Rock and Austin WrestleMania 17, the My Way promo package before their match and stuff was it just got you pumped for the match? So, and if you it gave if you
1: goosebumps, <laughs> it hit you in the feels. So. Yeah,
0: and if you didn't necessarily see every build up. Sorry, go on.
1: No, I I, I was just uh, agreeing. I, I think you uh you uh said it very uh perfectly and, and to perfection. I, I was just uh, echoing uh, <laughs> the great comments by Benny Mack. Because uh, hey, and it was funny. You brought all the the music packages up. I was listening to my way before we we got on here. Oh, there you That's go. That's <laughs> what was interesting. Yeah, I actually was going through. A, Because I I normally get pumped up for these wrestling podcasts. I put DX or some of these old school uh, wrestling themes of different companies. And it's kind of fascinating. We're we're discussing it uh, because that's true on YouTube. And uh, like yourself, I'll throw on a theme song or something.
0: One of my other favorites is not one that necessarily gets mentioned a lot, but it's from No Mercy the same year, uh, 2001. And it's the triple threat match between Austin... Um, Kurt Angle and Rob Van Damme during the Alliance, you know, ECW, WCW invasion stuff. And the video yeah. package they put together was brilliant. And Rob Van Damme hit the frog splash on Kurt Angle. And then um, Austin got a bit uh, through RVD out the ring in another bit. And then um, both men were down, Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. And then Rob Van Damme goes up. Paul Heyman played it brilliantly. Rob Van Damme going up. Who's he going to hit? and then he hits Austin and it's like, Oh, who's Robin is Robin. Dam joining the WWF. Is he not joining the WWF? Is he, do you know what I mean? It was just, it, it made was, you think. Yeah. It was brilliant. I mean, good it was psychology. The same, so. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, Heyman, you, you had a, a, an important player and, and Rob Van Dam, uh, the frog splash, anything he did was so innovative. He was so unique. Uh, that's what, uh, made ECW stand apart, but seeing his stuff in, in WWF was, uh, was pretty spectacular. The matches we got with RVD. I, uh, man, I, I love Rob Van Dam. Yeah.
0: We mentioned uh, Paul Heyman. I was just coming to my head now during that invasion. I know a lot of people didn't like it for whatever reason, and that's fine. Um, I personally enjoyed it from start to finish. I understand why it ended when it did. Uh, it's a shame certain superstars weren't available, blah, 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 blah. We'll talk about it another time. But, the nights when ECW joined the fold and all the guys in the ring turned around and attacked Kane and Jericho, I believe. Poor Heyman's line of, Feel this moment for the rest of your life will is up there. I mean, Poor Heyman hasn't got many for me because JR and King were like the guys on commentary for me. But Poor Heyman with that line, Feel this moment for the rest of your life was. Oh, it still gets me to this day. Was... Man, Heyman
1: is a wordsmith. I mean, we're seeing it now, but even back when it, whether he's on commentary, he's managing somebody, he's promoting behind the scenes. I mean, on creative, the, the guy's a genius. I mean, he, there's nothing else to add. I mean, but yeah. that was a great line. I'll have to go back and watch that oh, now man. that you've mentioned it. And, and, uh, but yeah, Jr. and the King are definitely the dream team. I mean, but Heyman and, and Jr. were pretty underrated, though, because... Heyman could uh, kind of get under the skin yeah, of JR and they, they could play off
0: that. I agree. I, I, I loved it when Jay, uh, Jerry the King Lawler came back, don't get me wrong, but I actually liked the Jim Ross, um, Paul Heyman thing. Um, it's a shame Mauro Ronaldo is not in WWE anymore because I actually liked him and Corey Graves together. I've said that many times. Um, but anyway, we could talk about commentators. Yeah, Mara
1: is <laughs> very talented. I mean, he made you feel it. I mean, he was passionate.
0: He also had that play-by-play sort of voice, didn't he? Of like, because obviously he did boxing or whatever it was before he did. The yeah, he did WWE. So very distinctive. It yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, and it's a shame that um, I'm not 100 percent sure why he left. I understand there was some. I think there was stuff going on backstage. I'm not 100 sure with that, so I won't really delve into it. But let's quickly uh, two more things from Raw. I want to mention before we do because there's going to Raw Rumbles coming up. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation with certain people possibly coming back, but very quickly. Um, something we didn't mention earlier Jey Uso and Kofi Kingston teamed up and went against uh, Imperium uh, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser something happened in the match uh, Giovanni Vinci actually suffered an injury in the match I'm not sure what actually happened and there was a drop kick moment I don't know whether he got proper kicked or whether he landed wrong but the match was stopped and Jey Uso and Kofi were given the victory but there was a moment where Jey Uso was you could see the look on his face like he knows that there's something wrong But he tried to say He
1: could tell this was not a a normal procedure.
0: Yeah. So I haven't actually read anything online to see what it was. I don't know whether it was concussion or what happened to Giovanni Vinci. I'll have to look that up. And uh, obviously, we'll mention it on next week's podcast. But hopefully, he's okay. Um, obviously Gunther is out for a moment. I think him and his wife have just had a baby as well. So he's away for a moment, you know, now the longest. And
1: congratulations rating. to them. And, and yeah. uh, you know, our, our thoughts are good to Giovanni Vinci after that injury, evidently, you know, and obviously what plan, but it just goes to show you a lot of physicality. You never know what happens in that ring. Yeah.
0: Um, the only thing it says here is after Vinci suffered an injury because it's a referee stoppage. It doesn't say what's actually happened. Um, but hopefully he's okay. Like you said, I, I mirror that. Um, Something we want to mention. What quickly. was it? A drop kick, and it, I the back it was, of his
1: head looked like it just landed awkwardly. I, I think mean, we so. watched the match.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I watched it. Obviously, showed a replay as well, and I wasn't quite sure whether it was the contact with Kofi or whether it was the way he landed. I'm not a hundred percent sure, right? Exactly what happened. But hopefully, he's okay, and it's just something minor, and he'll be back in the ring. Yeah, I, we hope so. Yeah, because yeah. um, we love Imperial. They, they are so talented. I've got, I've meant to ask this earlier and I forgot, but one of my favorite returns during this whole, you know, from war games onwards, our truth. I've always been a fan of our truth. I love what he's doing <laughs> at the moment. I'm laughing already. I love, I love the fact that he thinks he's in judgment day, but he's not in judgment day. The match he had against JD McDonough in that, uh, was it the, uh, something like miracle hardcore, uh, something called Christmas yeah, themes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, JD Madonna pulling him up and then R-Truth flying forward and then they get both go through the table but R-Truth gets the pin the crowd absolutely love R-Truth at the moment um, he mentioned little Jimmy this week on Raw The Miz even show I've got to mention I've been a Miz fan for years and he seems to be somehow that match he had with uh, Gunther before Christmas The oh, Intercontinental was Champion. Incredible. if you haven't seen it ladies yeah. and gents go and see it I was at, I've put on Twitter on my own personal Twitter like I think it, you know, it might, you know, it's. I think it might be Miz's year as well. It could have be a great year for Miz again. I
1: think Miz, this has been a year for him because uh, he, uh, just on the Gunther stuff alone, but even before, I'm trying to recall every moment. But I'm glad you brought up the Miz and and Gunther. I mean, even Gunther, Chad Gable, and then Gunther taking on the Miz. I mean. The Miz to me, if if you didn't think the guy could work and actually wrestle, then it may have just taken somebody like Gunther to show you. But I mean, obviously he can. But that that to me proved how scientific Miz could get. And I liked the story they were telling. I mean, Maybe. I mean, you got to go back and watch it, like Benny's saying. But yeah, the Miz is an unsung hero uh, for me.
0: Yeah, I bit. I I loved it when Miz was WWE champion. I know everybody hated it back in the day when he cashed in and stuff. But I personally loved it because it just felt like you know. <laughs> he was one of the guys that broke through you can look you know you look at back in the day like a jericho who was considered a cruiserweight in wcw and came into wwf and you know got you know the undisputed championship he at broke one point, down the barriers know. exactly yeah. so for a guy like Miz to do it for me personally i loved it and i i would always be a fan of the uh mike mizano and stuff in the Miz, i loved it um yeah to where i respect him more and more
1: i, I wasn't uh, i gotta admit i wasn't the, the biggest fan but the more I watch of the guy and know how hard he works on his character development and just can uh, deliver a promo and, and, and go out there and do his job, uh, whether he's a heel or baby face or whatever, he he just does tremendous.
0: Uh, mate, when he uh, was it the second rope, he did the skull crushing finale in the IC match against Gunther. I was audibly screaming at the TV, and I haven't done that in wrestling for years, and I was on the edge, I actually sat up in my seat going, go on Miz, go on Miz and then I think It Gunther brings out the though, Benny, I it's like
1: it. all of us even though we think, oh, we're just going to sit here all relaxed, but at certain moments uh, like we were talking about, it's just it it brings back the, the emotion and I'm it like, gets get me those wrong. reactions out of
0: us I actually like Gunther it's not a case of, you know, he's the longest reigning he's going to champion, and I'm glad that somebody has Miz tried his best when he had it but like, I'm glad that he has brought that title back to relevance because when I was a kid watching this, yeah, you want to be world champion, of course you do. If you want to be a wrestler, you want to be a world champion, of course you do. But the, for me, the title I always wanted to win was the Intercontinental Championship. It was like the working sort of guy's title, working wrestlers title, whatever you want to call it, working no, man's it, title. It
1: was regarded. Um, so, just like you're saying it as the guys that could work, that could give you those matches. And and I think it, it not only makes the Intercontinental title special, thanks to Gunther and other Intercontinental champions, part of me, before him and, and after. But it, they have Miz and Chad Gable, you know, chase after it and make it very competitive adds to, uh, like we were talking about with Roman Reigns, it, it makes it feel like, Hey, this is an important belt and it should be.
0: I mean, you could even, you know, we talk again, we talk about Roman losing and stuff like that. Gunther could actually go the other way. And I mean, it would mean more if somebody actually beat Gunther for the internal championship. Of course it would, but he could go like, I've taken this title as far as it can go. I am relinquishing it and I am coming for the world heavyweight championship. That would still be a cool moment. Yes, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be better if someone beat Gunther. Now, whether that's outside interference or whatever, however they would do it. But Gunther could actually be the guy that goes, I've done everything I can for this title. Here it is. He could. I want the World Heavyweight Championship, which I think will happen this year for Gunther, to be honest. You know what I want
1: to see, though? And I think Gunther has been pretty adamant about it. I I want to see Lesnar and
0: Gunther. Oh, do you know what? I have thought that before. I think that could be
1: well. Gunther, he even
0: said it though in an interview, and
1: that that made me think it's actually going to happen at some point. Because remember, there was the tease in the Rumble a couple of years ago.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, last year Gunther went from the start of the Rumble to the end. Now, I actually said mid-year that Gunther, I think, would win the Rumble this coming. But obviously, now we've got guys like Punk. It could be interesting because we don't even we you could still get Seth in uh CM Punk for the World Title without CM Punk yeah, winning Punk the rumble. would have to win it to have no. the match. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. I'm I'm excited for the rumble. I'm always excited for the rumble, but I'm really excited this year for the rumble. So um, you know. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think because there who knows what surprises and for the women's side too. I mean
0: Yeah, uh, and I
1: know we'll get into it. I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh the, you know, the the Royal Rumble because we're getting closer to WrestleMania. It's the season elimination chamber. We've had Survivor Series. There's just a lot of good stuff. Like you're saying, WWE's on a roll right now. And even if you hadn't watched wrestling, you you get back into it this time
0: of year. Yeah, because obviously, you know, WrestleMania season's coming. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, We'll quickly mention, so the World Heavyweight Championship match happened. Seth Rollins uh, did defeat McIntyre. Um, Damian Priest attempted to cash in. Is he going to be known as the attempter? <laughs> because has attempted several times. <laughs> well, that could be a new nickname. Yeah. yeah um, I I saw some comments online saying, are they screwing Damien Priest and all that kind of stuff? No, they're not. I think Damien Priest will cash that in successfully. Um, whether Seth retains against, say, let's say it is CM Punk, or whether Punk wins it, and then we have Damien Priest cash in, and Punk literally has a title for like four seconds or something. And that gives a punk now, a reason. Don't you think it makes
1: it more significant uh, that he's not able to cash in? That, to me, that that's why I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't agree with. No, no. I think it makes it more relevant. That it he's makes it not, interesting anyway, he's not it? been able to.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I agree, hundred percent. So I don't. I rate day. I love the whole Judgment Day stuff. Like, look where it started and look where it is now. It, it's brilliant. Dominic Mysterio getting booed by the crowd this past Monday on Raw was louder than my, it's louder than i
1: think it, it just yeah. keeps getting louder and it, it's yeah. remarkable it was i mean you can't even
0: say anything yeah absolutely brilliant um overall raw was a great show and i enjoyed it i'm looking forward to smackdown we've got the we've got the triple threat going on uh to crown you to see yeah, who's going to be facing roman and stuff like that so there's so much going on um let's get into the rumors man because we're you know we've gone for an hour and a bit so that's um but let's get into we talked about yeah, royal let's, rumble let's quickly do it. But um, I
1: agree with the main event. Good match, very, very good. Yeah,
0: match. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where Drew McIntyre goes from here. Obviously, Damian Priest could be a, a target for Drew after what happened. Could also be a because there's no point Seth really going after Damian. I don't think so. It makes more sense for Drew. No,
1: I think you kind of you make and move on. Uh, I think Drew too. I kind of like that he's kind of this loner now. You, you don't know whether even if he he is becoming more of a villain he he could go after judgment day who he says he's always got a line because they're they're the bad people i mean so you're on to uh, something there i think he may actually it may be that judgment day have to worry about Drew McIntyre.
0: yeah i mean all right so rumor wise i agree mate um rumor wise um for, i think we're going to see a, i think we're going to see a couple of raw rumble returns which we always do but i mean people that are going to be sticking around after the fact. And I think Sasha Banks could be one of them. There's been a lot of hints on her Twitter. Obviously, she's... A lot
1: of discussions, yeah. Even the picture of Triple H behind her. And I know a lot of people are also saying AEW, but I don't know. I've heard those uh, talks have kind of winded down, too. So, to me, uh, Sasha Banks, just nothing against AEW. She seems like she would fit WWE better. Uh, I just think maybe she would come in and make, make an an impact pardon the pun with the wrestling company but just she would i mean this would be
0: big but she tweeted out one thing and i think it was something like happy happy holidays but she did it so you if you just have the, the h's down, it down it's obviously triple h and then, like you said there's been a lot of little nuggets now whether teases. it's teases so whether it's just a tease i have no idea but um i feel like we are gonna i think I think we are going to see Sasha at the Royal Rumble, whether that's going to be, at, you know, is she going to do anything after the fact? You would think so. Um, the other one, I don't know, but I'd fricking love it if he came back and I was gutted when he was let go or not renewed or whatever actually happened. I can't remember, but Malachi black, AKA Alistair black. I always felt she could have done a lot more on the main roster. Um, Loved his stuff in yeah, NXT. Yeah, he could have. Um, the thing
1: is, I was kind of looking at his uh, contractual status, and that, that's really going to be the factor of uh, if these uh, individuals will show up and everything. And uh, yeah, but I, I would I wouldn't be intrigued if uh, Malachi Black, uh, if he and came back as Alistair Black, uh, made a return. Who
0: knows? I mean, do you? I, I'd love to personally see. I've read a couple of things. Again, these aren't these aren't blimmin like there's no way we can prove this obviously we're all, all speculation. Sure. Um, obviously uh one of the ones i've read online as well again not necessarily uh, i mean her husband i believe it's her husband nick aldis but uh mickey james is apparently maybe in the rumble this year jay Cargill, we haven't really seen apart from a few little things so that could be one Um, the only two in the men's that we actually know about is Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. They're the only two to actually announce they're going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, Obviously, guys like... You'd assume guys like um, Sami Zayn. Now, somebody's put here Randy Orton, but Randy Orton, I think, is going to be taking on Roman for the title, so I don't think we'll see Randy necessarily in the Rumble. Um, So it's just a case of... A couple of people I've read that could possibly—I mean, any, yeah, any, it's, anything. It's
1: been hard, I, I and mean, I've actually had more luck with the women, probably more so than the men. Now, now Andrade is apparently finished up with AEW. That can be somebody that. Oh, that dude is definitely to, returning. Now, could dude. this be
0: before Royal Rumble though? Ah, right. Or okay. Could they save it. Andrade, Cien armas i absolutely loved in NXT when he dropped that like party gimmick and he was with Zelina Vega and stuff, and obviously became NXT champion. I I loved. I loved his uh, persona. I liked his his stuff in ring. I was like, "Oh, good! This dude's going to be like, be like Ty Dillinger." I was, I always thought Ty Dillinger was going to go a bit further than he did. Um, again, now well, Triple hey,
1: Don't forget, he he just finished up with AEW. That could be somebody else. Oh, coming in at number Spears, ten. That's his actual name. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Was Ty Dillinger in yeah. NXT?
0: Yeah. Oh, imagine him coming out at number ten with that Ty Dillinger. Oh, I love it again. They did that, didn't they? A couple of times when he when his first debut and in the he, Rumble. He could
1: do it. I mean, that's the thing. We're seeing some of these free agents. Uh, Another guy that I could see, but I think he's doing something with uh, TNA Wrestling because impacts went back to TNA now, is uh, Alexander Hammerstone from MLW. That could be a guy I could see in WWE, and he's still mine, but I don't know now that he's got this other obligation. And Deanna Perrazzo has already signed with AEW. That was another name kind of floating out there on the women's side. And another one on the women's side, I'm glad you brought up Mickey James, but Camille has finished up with NWA. Maybe she uh, could be at the Women's Royal Rumble. And this Julia, I don't know if you've heard of her. I'm I'm, I'm new to her, but she's a big star in stardom. I know there's been some interest on WWE's part, so could we see her potentially, if not, the Women's Royal Rumble uh, in the future for uh, the women's division? So. There's a lot of what ifs and uh, hey, MJF, is he actually done with AEW? Is he going to finally make the jump to uh, I, I mean, because Cody Rhodes is over there now, yeah, and you've got CM Punk, you've got Jade Cargill, so now which AEW stars are going to start making the move over to WWE?
0: Ah, okay, I was just going to say, I, I feel like I mean, I don't watch, I don't watch AEW in fairness, so but I see clips obviously, um, but um. I don't know. I, 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 again, you'd be more in a better position than me for MJF. I'd love to see MJF in WWE. I'm not going to lie. I, I've seen most. I haven't seen all of his work or much of his stuff. I've seen the way he is on the mic, um, controversial to say the least. Great heel by, by what I've seen. So I think he'd be. I, 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 think he'd be a great fit for WWE. But again, whether it's a genuine him actually leaving because they've been. Haven't they been see, talking? And- you
1: know yeah we we don't know if it's uh, if his contract when it runs up or if this is for if he needs time off or if it's part of a storyline but uh we, we did i think or at least I, I heard that 2024 at some point he was su- supposed to be a free agent like the, you know his time with aw is supposed to be expired but but i, I don't know that's the thing but he would he would be somebody I could see. I mean, he could also stay with AEW and still be beneficial for them, but he would, uh, he would do some, uh, I think, terrific business with WWE if he doesn't indeed sign with them.
0: I think he's in a great position, isn't he? Because obviously AEW World Champion and stuff like that, and he is definitely one of the, if you were going to make a list of men and women that are like really sort of, I don't want to use the word hot, but you know what I mean? Really significant right now in the world of wrestling. MJF is in that list, got to be. I don't know where you placed oh, in the gotta list. he's got to be. And, uh, but, um, you know, and like I said, I'm a WWE guy, so for the fact that I know who MJF is, I think says a lot. If that makes sense, because speaks volumes. Because yeah. you know, I watched a bit of Impact. Don't get me wrong, and I saw a little bit of AJ Styles stuff. But when he was a free agent and he came to WWE in 2016. Um, I absolutely loved it, I, I didn't know he was coming. And because I, I, I tend to say, I mean, yes, we do the show now and stuff, and I read rumors, but we never know exactly who's going to be going to be jump and stuff. You know, I love the fact we don't know because it makes War Rumble even I'm more. Glad special. We
1: are surprised. I, I, I would rather not uh, have everything revealed,
0: honestly. Dude, it has been absolutely. Amazing to chat to you again. I feel we're going to have to leave it there, I think. It's been
1: incredible, Benny. It's like we, we never left. I, I was a little bit nervous because, you know, uh, I we've been doing podcasts, but, you know, sometimes you get rusty. But I, I feel like everything just flowed together, just like we never left. It, it was good.
0: I hope everybody enjoyed us ranting. There's so much more we could cover. We could go for another hour, I think, but we're going to leave it there.
1: We could. We could make this like a marathon and actually probably have
0: two episodes
1: worth of a, of just one episode. I mean, there's enough to, to discuss whether it's who's going to show up at the Royal Rumble from just day one and, and think about if, if we had time to cover SmackDown, like if we did this after Friday. I mean, it, it would be.
0: Uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I can borrow from the miss, hey, one of your favorites. <laughs> um, I think the show is going to come out Wednesdays on SJP World Media. Normally, you know, I'll probably record it Wednesday evening, so that it will come out later that night, ready for Thursday morning. So, but yeah, um, Tyler. Before we go, anything you want to share with us? What you're doing? Um, hopefully, we'll. I might say hopefully you're going to be on the show. I, you know, whether you're on every week with me, I don't know, but you are definitely going to be a part of in the corner again. And I very much appreciate you coming on and uh, helping me out to, for episode 70 of In The Corner, even though it has been almost five months since we've done an episode. But we are back. Wow, for
1: Episode 70 and five months feels like it was just yesterday. It, it, <laughs> it's a
0: pleasure. I appreciate
1: you, Benny, for allowing me to come on. I, I, I may do some more run-ins. How about that? We can yeah, keep man. it as a surprise. Uh, but you can find me at uh, Tyler's Take Downs. It's actually Tyler's. Takedowns. I couldn't add the S, which is kind of funny on Twitter. On Well X now, I'm even confused. But and of course, following in the corner, all these shows at SJP World Media. Uh, no sides doing a lot. I, I'm going to have to do better about writing down all the programs because uh, there's a lot of new ones, which is good, and then a lot of the the classics that are still available. And uh, man, I'm just so excited, uh, so excited and ecstatic is what I'm trying to get at that uh, you're back and in the corner and. And uh, I'm and for your other shows too, the you know the paranormal stuff. I, I'm just I'm into all all these uh, type of uh, programs, and uh, I'm just so happy for you to be back.
0: I appreciate it. I mean, I'm a paranormal junkie. Obviously, it will happen. It's just going to be very few and far between with that. But you got the Axe playlist on SJP. One media, got the Doctor Who pod, Tyler's takedowns. You just said WCW Nitro Nights, Heartbreak the Heartbreak Kid podcast pod that Sy's doing. um going through uh, uh, HPK's matches over the years. Uh, Chain Wrestling Live, obviously. Uh, I believe they went out on uh, Tuesday this past week, but I believe they are still doing it. Yeah, Mondays, they did because so. of holiday, probably. Yeah. But, um, man, yeah, there's so much going on on SJP. Uh, that's, uh, in the corner's back. Don't call it a comeback is what the episode's going to be called. <laughs> but, um, mate, I appreciate it. And we'll be back. We or I will be back next week for some more uh, WWE talk some more rumors probably. Let's see what happens on SmackDown. Is Randy Orton actually going to go to Royal Rumble and face Roman one on one, or is it going to be a fatal four way? We have no idea. Uh, Tyler, thank you very much, mate. Very.
1: Oh yeah. hey Benny, you're very welcome. Hey, I, I was happy to. Uh- to be on here it's been fantastic uh, it's like uh, old
0: times even though it was just five months ago <laughs> if that makes sense i know what you mean 2024 in the corner is back and we will see you all again next wednesday here on sjp world media loved what you've heard on this week's episode well well the